RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Oh my goodness. Hopefully you can hear me. Thank you all. My name is Tara Devlin and I have a new audio interface thanks to Paul Michael Bailey who sent me many, many months ago this incredible mixer. And it came just in the nick of time because the other audio interface that I had that we were having problems with broke yesterday. Coincidentally, when I was on a Zoom call and if I didn't have this audio interface, I was I was didn't know what I was going to do because where would we get an interface in less than 24 hours? And then I remember that Paul had sent me this mixer and I hadn't had a chance to set it up because I was thinking it was going to be a big complicated affair, but it was pretty simple to set up. So hopefully it's working. Can you all hear me on the chat? So let me know when you, when you can, if the audio is go coming through. <laughs> I did some tests and um, a little bit uh, nervous that it's not working. So somebody, because uh, we're on a delay, it takes a couple of seconds for, okay, great, you hear me. Wonderful, wonderful. And thank you, for, thank you, Paul. This show gets by on, w with each other. That's why we say, well, what a stupid thing to say. We stick together, we win. That's how the show rolls. The microphone <laughs> came from a listener. Now the, uh, well, he, he advised me to get the, this set up. And now the mixer. And, of course, your support at uh, patreon.com. And all your super chats like Jim's super chat to start the show. And Haiku, thank you so much. Yes, it's great. We have a good show. We always do. We're hanging out. We are finally, doesn't it feel like a million pounds have been lifted off your shoulders now? It's a, I'm, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, but it's a, so much, uh, I, I was exhausted in 2016. I've been exhausted for four years. Don't you real, feel like you've been wandering in some kind of dystopian future and maybe we were pulled back from the precipice i feel like it's been this horrible nightmare and this apocalyptic nightmare but let's i i i'm not somebody that wants to rain on the parade let's celebrate yeah today is a good day to celebrate but the real work is only just begun we have a lot to do not just to fix what Twitler broke, but to make sure that another Twitler never rises again. And that, and with that, we have our work cut out for us. They were already starting with. I was watching the corporate media today. I'm sure you guys were too. Well, first of all, let's let me get get everything out of the way. This is Tara Buster. You guys, the, I'm talking to my my. Uh, my regular listeners on the YouTube channel, if you want to join us in the chat, go to youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT Daily Media. And for those who are new, um, welcome. This is Tara Buster. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. 
at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and then we're rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. We're on FYI Nation. We're on Verdant Square Radio. And we will soon be on Rockfin. So that's coming down the pike. Also, what else? So become a patron at patreon.com slash taradevil, and that will help the show grow. Hopefully we'll... Um, have enough patrons eventually, and not just patrons, just our Rockfin subscribers that will help because Rockfin's great because you can join Rockfin and then you'll get access to a lot of other shows as well and exclusive content. So we're going to do some exclusive Rockfin shows. All right, I'm breathing. Relax. Uh, what else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we'll we'll get to it once. Maybe uh, I haven't done a show since Monday, so it's we haven't connected in a few days, and I feel kind of weird. And it's only because I because you guys know the situation. I could I've been trying to do daily shows, but if I get another because I do work, I work in television to pay well to pay for Tower Buster Studios to keep it going, so. If we get to the point where we have enough subscribers and patrons, we'll be able to... Um, I won't have to do that anymore. We'll do the show as a daily show at a set time. So I will do as many shows as I possibly can, but I made the... I don't know. I made... This is a mistake. I took on two two jobs at once. Um, well, I have... Uh, you guys know I do like five different jobs, but... These two in particular things that I had to do, and, and I have to continue into next week, um, took up a lot of time. So I basically had no sleep, not just the election, but I wasn't, I really only had a couple of hours sleep every night, and I wasn't able to do the show. I, it was just, it was impossible. So, uh, all right, that, that, that explains why, but it's all, it was fine. I'm sure. I would have loved to get together with you and process what was going on. But to tell you the truth, in a lot of days, maybe you're, you were the same way, I wasn't able to even look at the television. It was enough. I mean, Steve Kornacki, I know everyone kind of likes him. He's, he's uh, inoffensive. He's, what I, I guess he's entertaining. To me, he's annoying. I like him as a person. Yes, I'm not putting him down as a human being but enough up in the polls down in the po who cares it was giving giving me agita now he might come in from behind if we get enough ballots here and talking about every every day it's like this uh journey this roller coaster ride but they do that on purpose as you know because they want you to watch. It's about advertising. This isn't about in informing the American public. It's about getting eyeballs and getting ratings and selling advertising. And that's exactly what the corporate media is or are or whatever, however you put it. But, and that's why when Bill Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act of 1996, he destroyed one of the pillars of democracy, he helped destroy it because Reagan had put a nail in the coffin. It was the, it's the corporate, the, the, the complete corruption of, of by and for the people. 
turning the government of the United States into an appendage of the affairs of the rich, of, of billionaires and, and their corporate entities. That's what we have witnessed, and that's exactly what made Twitter possible. So, yes, it's, it's okay, I guess. Is it entertaining to watch Steve Kornacki go through the math on the big board? I, to me, I, was, uh, I, I had to turn it off. I'd rather watch a show I watched a thousand times before than, I don't know, I wasn't even, I, I, what did I watch, actually? I turned it, I had to look away, and I turned on, um, what show? I was watching The Tudors on Netflix. I mean, the show is like, I don't know, 10 years old? I, I just had to watch some overacting and nice uh, history from somebody else's world. So... I, yeah, I couldn't watch. and But we kind of, here's the thing, all right. Twitler, it's great that he lost. But what what's also disturbing is, you saw what, it is a repudiation. The amount of votes that Joe Biden won, he really did win a decisive victory. If I, if I had my way, of course, it would be, he would win 80% of the vote. Normal people would win 80% of the vote. We would eviscerate, we would stamp out the orange stain. We would get rid of the, the, the ugliness that has infested this country. It's not, Twitler's the symptom. Yeah. And what's really disturbing is that how did he get within a, uh, a whisper of winning again. How did this happen? It shouldn't have been close. How does Florida vote yet again for the orange stain, for the con man? Now, it could have happened again where Joe Biden won a decisive vote, meaning the popular vote. The popular vote is the vote. Every other place, every other country on earth the person who receives the most votes gets the vote. God damn it. So this electoral college where we're dragged around, or maybe it had, I mean, dragged around by the, um, I don't know, the, the Confederates, the, the Confederacy states, the, the smaller state. I, how do you put it? Oh, fuck, I forgot about the music tonight. That's right. My name is Tara Devlin. But... We'll be right back. Hold on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The, the, that we would even come close to yet again having a so-called president squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes and fewer votes by an, a wider margin. That's... It's um, really concerning. So maybe the Electoral College served a purpose at one time. But that needs to go in the dung heap of history with the rest of the fascist ide ideas. Not that they have any good ideas. I mean, their ideas are make the rich richer and divide and conquer, especially along racial lines, to keep the people nice and stupid and scared. Right. So 
Uh, what was I saying? Yes, yes. Um, how did he get any votes? Anybody? That's what's disturbing to me as a human being, not just as a normal person, as, a, as an American. As a, as a human being, how do millions of our fellow Americans look at the con man and his hate that he's been sowing, the stupidity, the death, the death of a quarter of a million of our fellow Americans in a pandemic that he allowed to happen. He, he downplayed. You know, he could have walked away with this election. You realize that if he hadn't bungled this pandemic so so disgustingly. But still, I mean, well, there's no, honestly, there is no, there was no doubt he was going to bungle it because he sucks. He sucks at life. He is nothing but a con man. You can only con your way through reality so long. And he really is the epitome of white privilege. Because everything he's, he has ever done has been handed to him. He's never had to work a day in his life. And all of those who ever worked with him, and, for example, Tony Schwartz, who wrote The Art of the Deal, and he, he now speaks on, well, he comes out and he talks about his experience with the con man, that he doesn't do anything all day in his office. He sits there staring at swatches. That's what he does. He looks at swatches and says, oh, look, we need a nice golden rug here, some golden tapestry here, some golden wallpaper, some golden curtain. I mean, that's what he does. And he stares at swatches. He doesn't make deals. Nobody cares about him. He sucks. He calls people in his office, and this is what Tony Swartz says, and he says he points at a catalog and says, I want a 100 of these chandeliers. And they have to go buy them at, at retail. This is why his, his uh, Taj Mahal, what he hyped as the, th what was it, the eighth wonder of the world? Because he's a con man. And that, that, why it went bankrupt. Like everything else he ever put his disgusting claws on. So how does he have any votes is the long way of saying that. Oh, my God. Joey, what is going on here in the chat room? Guys, thank you for your super chats coming in like, like the votes for Joe Biden. Amazing. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Haiku and Deborah. Thank you for your super chat. Love you, Tara. We can breathe. Exactly. Doesn't that feel better? I feel like, my God. How did we live through that? It's, it was a bonding experience it's when you go through a trauma together. How will you ever be able to explain this to your children? You can't. It's sort of like living through 9-11. No one will ever, know, well, being in New York and living through 9-11, no one who wasn't here can really understand what that was like. And it was also like going through basic training. I remember being in basic training th and discussing with my fellow trainees 
that you could never really explain it, the experience to others. You see the movies, you uh, hear about it, you read about it, you get yourself ready for it, but you can't really, you don't, you don't really know until you get through it, until you're in it, what it how that uh, experience, how miserable it is, frankly. It's miserable. It's really, uh, it reminded me of, it's a cross between Full Metal Jacket and Schindler's List because you're always waiting on different lines and then you're being thrown into fake wars and all kinds of stress and whatnot. So that's the point is, how will we ever explain this time in our in our history and look back that's why you know the human beings have built in forgetters i you guys know it's sort of like mother nature's way we have of of uh enduring life because when we we go through pain pain is our teacher and then we have these built-in forgetters that forget the pain that's why when women have babies, you would um, wonder why would they go through that again? Because once you go through that horrible experience and, well, the childbirth, and then you hold your baby and you're like, oh, okay, it's all worth it. Not that I mean, I, I never had babies myself. I only can uh, make it. Uh, I'll compare it to adopting a cat. No, I'm only kidding. It's not. It's not anywhere near that. So. Um, we have built-in forgetters, and it's also why, for example, we talk about that a lot in recovery, how you go through hell being an addict and an alcoholic, and why after years of recovery will people return to it, because we have these built-in forgetters. So I feel like um, we will forget the misery of the, of the Trump years. And many people, hey, they love it. They only, and this is why my, my, I'm really concerned for this country. And also, let me get to the point, why the media, the corporate media is part of the problem. And this is why support for independent media is, is going to be the thing that, that will change and save this country. Well, save it and change it at the same time. Let me just continue thanking the super chatters. Thank you, banter board, RIP, Trump administration. No, no, rest, rotten hell, Trump administration. Burn in hell. How about that? Shannon, thank you for your super chat. And then, of course, Joey Bay, who wins tonight's super chat so far. Thank you, Joey. So... What I'm thinking is um, that here's the thing. Um, nothing. Okay, let me let me just play a couple of things before just to get kick us into gear. You see that? Okay, we won. We won the majority in in uh, the popular vote, which is the vote. We won in states that Twitter won in 2016 but not by much. Just like Hillary Clinton should have trounced Twitter. There shouldn't have even been, um, it shouldn't have been close. It wouldn't, it should not have mattered. The Comey letter or whatever. But 
that's how divided we are? On the corporate media, they keep saying, this is how divided we are. Here, all day, watching the corporate media, they are already setting us up, setting, setting Joe Biden up to do nothing effective or nothing substantial. Well, there's not much he really can do without a Senate. But it does matter that who, who he will surround himself with, who's in his cabinet. Now, I'm hearing rumors, and it's, I bet you it's going to happen. He's going to put John Kasich into his cabinet in some way, shape, or form. Well, he already spoke at the DNC. He's going to do this team of rivals bullshit again. Not that we don't need a team of rivals. We need, we need to have um, a working class. Here's, here's how we fix this country. You want to know, guys? I know how to fix this country. It's not just Medicare for all. That's part of it, leaving no one behind. Of course, we need money out of politics. We need policies that everybody in, nobody out. That should be our rallying cry. Everybody in, nobody out. We don't leave people behind. We have, oh, you want to go to college? If you have the ability, we will invest in you. That's what it's about. You don't, you should have to work really hard to be homeless in the richest country on earth. That should be our pride and joy. But another way, we will never have a, a country that works for all when we have a corporate media. The corporate media is really the, one of the major problems in this country. Now, let me show you here. You probably saw this video already of this lunatic, this kook, wearing a beer, a barbecue beer and freedom shirt, interrupting a press conference. As I mentioned, we are not prepared to give that number. The Biden crime family steals the election. The media is covering up. The Biden crime family steals this election. The media is covering up. The Biden crime family steals this election. The media is covering up. We want our freedom for the world. Give us our freedom, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is covering up this election. He's stealing it. Give us our freedom for the... We want our freedom for the world. Give us our freedom. They just let them roll. But let me tell you guys, let me ask you, first of all, you think, where do you think that guy came from? I don't mean where he lives. Where do you think he got his ideas? You think he's, he's smart? You think he's somebody who's well-read, who knows about history, who can sit there and have hold a scintillating conversation? Or is he somebody who's glued to Fox News. And uh, what is it, AHN? And what is that other one? America, whatever, that other, that other channel that Twitter hypes. He's, you, you see what I'm saying? The reason why this country is so divided is not just because we have a system that leaves people behind and then you have well, it's also the corporate media. Not only do you leave people behind, but then you have millionaire media mouthpieces saying that that's the American way, that you shouldn't give a shit 
about your fellow Americans who you've left behind. Oh, well, as long as you have yours, you see. If your union, if you happen to be one of the 7% that still has a union after the years of Republican and Democratic, DLC Democrat attacks, Democratic, I didn't mean, you know, I, I hate when they say Democrat Party, so try to say Democratic as much as possible. You know what I mean. But those DLC Democratic attacks on unions, including NAFTA, CAFTA, the, the permanent free trade, whatever the hell, all of the free trade deals that hobbled the union movement in this country. And then, of course, we have Obama who refused to put on his comfortable shoes and join the picket line as he promised. And there were many other things he could have done, including um, signing the card check, which would allow unions, people to um, have, have a, to what is it, form a union um, more easily in their workplaces, which he didn't do. So uh, even though they, he, it was promised, and it was one of the things that the normal people, liberals, progressives, pushed for him to do. So you, so if you're part of those of the seven percent of the American people left who are in a union from down from the thirty-five percent during the Great Prosperity, and your union negotiated a Cadillac health care plan, as they put it. Why should you give a shit that there are 20 million or more? That, that the, there are millions of Americans. It doesn't even matter if there's one. Millions of Americans who have nothing or less or worse than nothing. That when they go and try to use their health insurance, it's worth nothing. Underinsured. Or you can't use it because it's so expensive. It's still so expensive because you can't afford the deductible. Who could effing afford a $10,000 deductible when you can't save $400? Come on, people. So these are the problems that we have. And we have a corporate media telling us, okay, yeah, we're divided. We are a divided country. As you see, 70 million of these freaks that we live with voted for a con man who received fewer votes in the first election, received fewer votes now, but a con man who committed treason, sucked on the federal treasury like it was own, his own piggy bank. And let's just get to the, what, what I mean, used our federal tax dollars to strong arm a foreign leader into... Try into announcing an investigation on a political rival, using our federal tax dollars to to try and you know as a bribe, really as as uh, his own mad money for his own personal gain, and they still voted for him. Somebody who came down an escalator. I I told you it was done for me. Well, I knew Trump. I knew who he was. I live in New York. That's why the people of New York don't, didn't vote for him. Because we know him. To know him is to hate him. To know him is to know who the hell he is. He's nothing but a con man. He's a disco-prowling con man. That's it. A, 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 a media whore. A liar. 
a grifter, a carnival barker, the P.T. Barnum of dupes. He's not a, he's not a real estate developer. What did he, he put his freaking stupid name on buildings that other people built. That's why those who live in his buildings all over New York, when he became the president in 2016, despite receiving fewer votes, they took his name off the buildings. So, because it was all a branding exercise. I don't know why. Why would anybody pay him to put their, his stupid, ugly, tacky name on their build? I don't get it, but that's how much the people of New York hate the comment because we know him. So, the racism, the divisiveness, the fascism, the sucking dictator ass on the on the international stage, the being a pawn of Putin, the calling troops losers. Uh, I mean, how, who could ever go through it all? Everything that he did, right? Even before the last day that the scumbag, right before the election, they took the, what was it? The uh, one thing that, you know, you know I'm uh, all about animal rights because animal rights are, it, it says it all. If the way you treat those who don't have a voice says everything about you know who you are. So what did he, they took away the protection, the endangered species protections of the gray wolf, the American gray wolf wolf protections, and the reason they were protected is because we were driving them into extinction. So. There was there's some progress being made, and when you do that, you you f up the the balance, nature's balance, and the in many places, gray wolf was reintroduced into the environment to rebalance the um, you know nature, what mother nature, um, what she planned, not what the corporation, I mean, or whatever, whatever. What it's all about the unholy dollar for these freaks, not about life, liberty, anything that's beautiful, protecting the environment. But th that's a one thing that he did. Another thing, everywhere you look, if a corporation can make a buck, if they could screw the American worker, if they could screw any other living creature on the planet. For somebody to make a buck over it, that's their policy. So, yeah, here it is. Trump officially ends gray wolf protections across the U.S. Um, and they released a statement saying that they were um, something about how they would you know how every day is opposite day with the filthy fascists how they released it what did they say um that they were i'm trying to look at I'm trying to get the statement oh how they were basically doing it to as an example of how much they love nature you see what i mean how much they love protecting animals Sort of like when, as Twitler and his filthy fascist enablers 
collude. And well, when they signed the first executive order to, that's his first executive order that he signed, allowing the corporations to dump coal ash into our streams again. And then coming out and saying he loves clean, clean, crystal clear water and the beautiful, freshest skies and the best, beautiful, most delicious chocolate cakes. Oh, my God. They they put that guy as their standard bearer. You understand? Can you uh, can you even wrap your mind around the fact that they made a, a racist con man with a history of racism, an open, blatant history of racism, also being um, fined for being a racist, but also for laundering money for the Russian mob. They made that guy their standard bearer, a guy with a fake university and a fake vitamin scam and a fake everything. Everything that he touched turned to shit. And guess what? It's going to be good to to finally get his tax returns, they're going to come. Trust me. They're coming. Oh, my God. What's going on in the chat? Newton Huff is back? Poor Newton. Newton says, oh, someone called him a twat in the chat. <laughs> well, you nailed it. Nailed it, Gene. Where is Newton? I, I can't see his... Chats only when I go into Facebook. So what was I saying about Twitter? Oh, yeah, I was saying this is how we fix the country. Sorry, guys. You know, this is Tara Buster. We go all over. We go on a real trip sometimes. I know, right, Greg? Hello, Newton. Newton, why don't you go to YouTube? Don't you have a YouTube account? Go to YouTube.com slash C slash RDT Daily Media. I would like to see you in the in the YouTube chat, if you can, because there's more people there. You'll probably have more fun in there, and I would also be able to see what you're saying. So, okay, here's how we fix the country. From the the left, it's not the left. I mean, Joe Biden is not left. From the so-called left and the filthy fascist right from the lefty lefty corporatists and the righty corporatists we fix this country by having an independent media that's how we do it see you that idiot who we just watched screaming how joe biden is stealing the election, and they're all screaming. Where are they getting this information? Yes, they're, they're on QAnon. They're on Breitbart. All of the well-funded by the right-winger, by the right-wing billionaires. For example, we know about the Mercer family. They fund Breitbart. They gave Andrew Breitbart a six, $6 million after he started. He started Breitbart on his own. And and they saw somebody that they could fund. This is what the right-wingers do. And they give them a lot of money to continue to spread this fascist message and the lies, the stupidity, the, the ignorance, the ridiculousness, 
the ugliness. And when you saw that guy who was speaking, and then the the guy went behind him with the with the beer T-shirt, screaming, and he the guy just stood there and let the guy the other you know the Trump and Z get it all out, get it all out now. It's like when a baby has a tantrum, let him have his tantrum, and he'll tire himself out. And sometimes that's what all mommy can do is stand there, let him tire himself out, let him scream and stamp. And oh, and then you put him to bed. And this is what that you, that adult did watching him. But this is a whole country that has to watch the Trump have a meltdown. And we all have to stand there and be like, OK, get it out, let it out. But where are they getting their information from? They're, they've been told that the truth is a lie, and the lie uh, are and lies are truth. Th- you can't have a functioning society like that. You can't have. Uh, there's not. There's not going to be a unified government. I don't give a shit if you put um, John Kasich in your cabinet. How dare you? Anyway, frankly, come on. This is a country where the majority of Americans live check to check. 80% live check to check into the fissures of disunity and the into the upward immobility, into the economic insecurity can step the con man, the racist, the fascist, and that's what we're looking at. And but it comes because of the corporate media. If we had a, a media that the American people trusted because now we only have, what do we have? Six transnational corporations owning media. So you have one media ma- uh, megaphone for the right. Fox News, that's their big one. Now they have, oh yeah, OAN and, uh, the, and on the internet. But you see what they do. The, the right-wing billionaires fund the likes of Diamond and Silk the likes of Breitbart. This is what they do. This is a deliberate plan. It's following the uh, the Powell memo, frankly. Because they understand they want the American people, wherever they go, to find the fascist message to be reiterated and repeated incessantly. So you're not telling, you can't look at that man who's unhinged, screaming and yelling, the Biden crime family is stealing it, give us our freedom to the world. You can't look at him and think that he's somebody that, that's, a, that's a leader. He's not a leader, he's a follower, and he's in a cult. And, but that, did, that cult didn't start overnight. That's one fringe element of the cult. You see these fascists, these Trump anzies. The they are not normal. They're unhinged. And they're being activated and encouraged to be that that way. Because on our side, on the normal side, where where what are we asking for? They they vilify socialism all over on corporate media, left and right. And I mean, not, I mean, MSNBC is not the left. We get that. The so-called left and the so-called right. They, 
that drives me up a wall. That they go on about, it's a, a repudiation of socialism. Well, the, the Cubans didn't like Joe Biden because they bought into the socialism. They always talk about social, but they never explain. What are you talking about? What is socialism? When they ask Joe Biden, are you a so I'm not a socialist. Well, what the F is a socialist? And one of the, uh, during 2016, when Chuck, not Chuck Todd, the other guy who, who left, from, you know, the guy who left, who stands, who breathes, the blonde, the blonde guy, you know, Tweety Bird. He, uh, he, he left MSNBC, after, well, when he said, well, he, he thought that Bernie winning Nevada in the primaries was sort of like Hitler invading Poland. And, yeah, Chris Matthews. When Chris Matthews asked Hillary Clinton, what's the difference between the Democratic Party and, and socialism? And she said, I, uh, all I know is that I'm not a socialist. Well, what's the difference? What are, what are you talking about? You see, there's, it's nothing. It is a, it's a cudgel. It's a boogeyman. When you're ignorant about things, when that's the fear, you you could tickle that fear, uh, uh, that ignorance, and exploit the, a term, just like they did. I don't know. Well, they've always done that. Liberal. Remember when liberal was a pejorative? It was never one to me. But well, you had Democrats running away from the word liberal. They can only get be oh, they can only do that because. They have a corporate media. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Um, so, what was I saying? So when Hillary Clinton, when they asked Hillary Clinton, what's the difference between, between the Democratic Party and socialism? And she said, I, um, I'm, all I know is that I'm not one. What does that mean? Well, what is socialism? We're not, what are we talking about when we say socialism? And these freaks lose their minds. Oh, Venezuela? Venezuela is, the, the, the problem with Venezuela is corruption, not socialism. We're talking about regulated capitalism, the likes of which created the effing middle class to begin with. That's it. You know? And you can't have a functioning democracy unless you regulate capitalism. That we say to capitalists, sure, you want to hire the American people, but part of being an American means that you have certain rules. There are rules of the game, like when you hire someone, they work an eight-hour day. And if they work over, you got to pay them overtime. Things like that. That's regulated capitalism. That's socialism. So is Socialist Security. So is Socialist Medicare. We're talking about protecting democracy from the big moneyed interests that have always threatened it. That's socialism. And you can't have a democracy without socialism. A functioning democracy. Because look at what we have. You think this is a functioning democracy? 
where the American people, the majority can't save $400, where the American people are living check to check. That used to, we had that blip of time called the Great Prosperity. So what, what, what did that, what happened? After Harvard Hoover and the Republicans crashed the economy for the first time in that, in that hundred year period, and they did nothing. They stood back and continued to party like it was 1999. And when FDR trounced him in the election, winning every state, but I don't know, I can't I think it was Vermont he lost and a couple of others, but the majority. And he regulated capitalism and started to invest in the American people from the ground up, including putting people to work as the government being the, the employer of last resort. The CCC, the WPA. When the CCC planted the trees that um, helped the American... What, uh, what do you call it? From the Dust Bowl. The Dust Bowl was created by capitalism and the CCC government, the American people, you know, government, government, remedied it by planting the trees. And I mean, this is all part of having a functioning society. You have to have certain rules of the game. We, because human beings are... We're interdependent. We live together. We live in community. So how do we have a community that works for all? And if we, I mean, it's all about having an agreement. Do we agree that we should have a country that works for all or or should it just work for the 1%? Let's get that right out in the open. So what drives me insane is listening to the corporate media. Now, you will notice it. When you watch the corporate media, I'm asking you, please take note how many times they talk about socialism with the, the, as if the viewers know what the hell they're talking about. They never define it. They never explain. They never take you on a trip around the world. They say, oh, well, Venezuela. And then they assume that everybody knows what happened in Venezuela. But they don't know. You ask that idiot with the beer t-shirt, what happened in Venezuela? Oh, it's socialist. But what happened? Do you know the history of Venezuela? What is what 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 happened to the Venezuelan economy? Oh, is this social? No. The corruption. Corruption. Because let's take a trip around the world. Let's look at the socialist countries. Venezuela, you want? It's not. It's not run. Is that running um, country running like New Zealand, like Switzerland, or the Scandinavian country? All the happiest. How about Canada? Australia. How about England? They all figured it out. You have to have some, it's about having a commitment 
to the greater good. That we're in, it really is e pluribus unum in action. And they've defined it as some kind of boogeyman, a trigger word, without actually educating, not even doing their job. They're not doing their job. Well, um, exactly. Uh, Sorry. Their job is to make the rich richer. So in that case, they are doing their job. That's the corporate media. They, that's one of the things that drives me up a effing wall, how they, they don't do, they don't report the news. Not just the news. But how about, what would it take for them to do something like what Michael Moore did in, his, in that video, in that uh, movie he made called Where to Invade Next, where he took us around the world and explored different systems, different penal systems, different health systems, and would say, uh, and successful, dis- different education systems. How it fun- I mean, how we are funded here, how our education system is funded, is a racist policy. We're funded through property taxes because of racism, period. We- how come we don't talk about that? So this this is what the corporate media could do, but of course it's not going to do it. If we had a functioning media where back, not that, I mean, back in the day before Bill Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act, we had over 50 um, entities owning the different media, but, and also they were regulated where you couldn't own a newspaper and a television station and a radio station in the same market. That all went out the door with the Telecommunications Act. So that's why we have a divided country. In a nutshell, it is because there are silos of information where certain pe- some people go to Fox News and the, and the like, and others go to MSNBC and the like, they're not getting actual news. They're not being informed. They're, I mean, they're watching Steve Kornacki at the big board. What does that say? When, especially when he says, well, the Cuban population in Florida rejected socialism. What does that mean? They rejected it. It's so... Um, it's so irritating, and I'm pointing it out because I want to remind everybody, and thank you for supporting the independent media, the independent liberal media, because we will do that job. Yeah, this, this job here, what I'm doing, is conversation. It's punditry, I guess. I don't know what you call it. It's us. I guess it's not just, I don't know. I'm not a, I wouldn't call myself a news reporter. That's not what we're doing here. But we are talking about the solutions that built the middle class to begin with and the solutions that will fix this country. You know, I have a little bit of a grasp. I'm not, I don't have all of the answers, but I do believe I know a little bit about history and politics, and I, I believe that that message needs to be shared. 
because a dem a democracy, just like the monarchy, and uh, you know any other form of government, that didn't come about by accident. It came about because people they built it, they dis and then they build this mythology around it that almost gives it the air of inevitability and everything, nothing will ever change. Here in the United States, I, I'm telling you, they have redefined what it means, what, what the American dream is, and what, it, how, what, what, is, what is it we're doing here. For example, I'm hearing, on, here's already, today, on the corporate media, the first thing, I didn't even have the TV on, and all I woke up, whatever, walking around, drinking my coffee. I hear the celebrations outside, so I knew that Biden had won. All right, I'll be right back. So I turn on the corporate media, and they're they're all discussing of course Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough were on MSNBC and they were Mika was gushing and talking about the empathy how much empathy Joe Biden has and how wonderful it is and how yeah you know, they have this whole fiction now about how all of the sudden Clyburn in South Carolina saved Joe Biden's chances and um, because, as if they had nothing to do with it, by the way. That's, that's what drives me insane. Because you, you saw, we were there. We saw the corporate media. And I'm not, I'm not going back to whatever. I voted for Biden. People will say, oh, you're, <laughs> you're uh, pining for Bernie. It's not about that. I'm, uh, I'm just pointing out how they like to rewrite history. And... Already on on the corporate media, so I got sick of listening to Mika, and so I turned on CNBC. It is another NBC channel, and Chuck Todd is on there, and Andrea Mitchell is on there, and Chuck Todd is already. You know what he said? Joe Biden does not have a mandate to enact progressive policies. That's exactly what he said, because. Oh, oh, even though he won decisively in the popular vote, meaning the vote, he only won, um, you know, not, not a, he won by a few thousand votes here and there. Let me ask you guys, when did Chuck Todd on the corporate media ever say that Twitler didn't have a mandate when he received fewer votes? that he didn't have a mandate to enact his GOP tax scam that funneled more money into the hands of people who will never spend it and enacted policies like, well, well stripped away democracy-securing policies like the estate tax, where ensuring, thereby ensuring that we will have an intergenerational aristocracy the likes of which the founders rebelled against. You never hear that on the corporate media, but you, you never heard him say things like that. But already we're being told by the corporate, mil the millionaire corporate media mouthpieces that Joe Biden can't do anything. He can't do anything progressive, especially. 
Now, if he does something pro progressive, that's going to upset the team of rivals. You see? Because here in the least upwardly mobile country with the widest income gap between rich and poor, the country that used to be the most upwardly mobile with the slightest income gap, we can't do anything that offends our Wall Street masters and the benefact the 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 uh, those who have bought the government and that that pay Chuck Todd's salary too. It's all interdependent that way. Like human beings are interdependent. The corporate media circle jerk is interdependent with Wall Street and the big bi billionaire benefactors. And so they have they bought the politicians and then they they have this so-called left-leaning media. Yes, to me, yeah, MSNBC is more tolerable than Fox. Of course it is. But it's no, by no means the liberal media. You're talking about a, a kinder, gentler corporatism. They're not racists, of course, or at least they try not to be. But that's not the whole ball game. I, I, here's the thing: what the what the right wingers have done too, and the left and the so-called left wingers, they've made it about platitudes and. Um, really band-aids on bleeding arteries by sh saying that um, having a female VP is great. It shows, it shows little girls, you too. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be a straight white con man to be the so-called president. And, you know, even though he received, look, he even received fewer votes, but you can, you could win the presidency and you can have um, XY chromosomes, you can have XX chromosome, or it's, it's no big deal. That's, that is good. That's progress. But it's not a policy. So they're already telling us that Joe Biden's cabinet can't have, uh, it, it's going to be really hard for him to do anything progressive. They can't, it can't have, a, he can't have anybody who's really progressive in his cabinet because that will upset the other half of the country and we wouldn't want to do that you see because they're they're upset that their con man lost so what are we going to do you know what's going to happen and this is why the real independent media this show and liberal media like it like mike malloy like bob kincaid uh, and all and the and the like are so important because they're already they're they are already telling us and telling the Democrats um you can't really fix the problems that made Twitter possible to begin with because here's the other thing guys this is why the independent liberal media is so important is because they're not even going to define what the problems are. To them, the problems are superficial. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's not just, it's not Black Lives Matter is not superficial. And racist, um, you know, the race, racial 
discord. That's not just super, but it goes deeper. Just having a female uh, of color, quote unquote, VP doesn't fix what what the what what is really underlying in our in in the United States. And here's the thing: I'm afraid we've talked about this before. What will happen is okay. There'll be platitudes and. We know at eight o'clock, Joe. But this is why the show is—it's uh, so—it's perfect timing tonight because at eight o'clock, Joe Biden will speak, and I can tell you what he's going to say. We are all America. He's already said it. He's been saying it. We, there's no left or blue, or left or right, or red or blue. There's only America. It's the same message that Obama gave us. So, I'm here to tell everybody. Well, we, our job uh, just got harder because a lot of the Democrats, the DLC Dems, are going back to brunch. We know it. But we have to push these left, the, these Democrats, the, the Joe Bidens of the world, into uh, adopting the policies that will ensure that a Twitler will never rise again. And that includes... Here's the ball game. Everybody in, nobody out. That's it. And that doesn't, it's not just putting like like George W. Bush did, putting Condi Rice in the cabinet. Was that enough? Was having Condi Rice or uh, Colin Powell, people of color in a Republican candidate, was that enough? We we can go back and have other instances where um, it's just not enough to have a token. Yeah, no, I don't think Kamala Harris is a token. I do think that she she she's good at what she does, and I do have hope for her. Frankly, that she'll she will be more progressive. I hope. Next, we'll have a President Harris, and she'll do what she originally said, that she originally said that she didn't believe in the, uh, in the insurance racket, and that gave me hope. But let me just thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. Thank you so much. And that's the support, uh, an example of the support that we need to get the word out. We will do the job that the, that the corporate media refuses to do. It, it really is. You know, L's on the chat, L's 214. It's tokenism. As if that's a policy. It's all tokenism. What was that guy? What was it? Lester Maddox? We were playing that video, Lester Maddox on the Dick Cavett show. Where's Ray, by the way? Where's little Ray? Okay, yes. Lester Maddox and Jim Brown get into a heated debate on the Dick Cavett show. We played this video back, you know, months ago, whatever. And Lester Maddox 
was he was doing exactly what Republicans do today when when Jim Brown was discussing the plight of African Americans in this country, and he was saying, "Well, what about all Americans? What about?" And then he was bragging how many black people he put in his cabinet. He had the most racially diverse cabinet in all of Georgian history. So tell me, what did that do? What did it, what did it do to, for this racist, this open racist, yeah, who shut down his, his restaurant? I think the story was he shut down his restaurant rather than integrate the restaurant. Rather than serve other human beings who have darker pigment, this KKK, I think he was a member of the KKK, Lester Maddox, maybe I might be wrong, but he was definitely an enabler. Um, he shut down his, ho- his own restaurant rather than serve people who had darker pigment. That's what a prick and a racist this guy was, but he put some tokens in his cabinet. He had the most culturally or diverse cabinet in the in the history of uh, Georgia at the time, and that's what he was touting. I don't. What happened? Did anything change? That was in the damn '60s. What about ne- have we? We haven't learned a goddamn thing. It's not enough. It's definitely not enough. What? Oh, my God. Newton is really... Why are you doing this, Newton? You know, the the right-wingers, again, they prove me right all the time. Do they offer anything? I'm asking those on the, on the Facebook chat. Is Newton Hoff... Um, offering anything worthy uh, to or is he bringing anything to the conversation i'm wondering or is he just um proving me correct again that a right winger has never said or done anything that has elevated a conversation or brought anything to the table i'm wondering what he's saying and doing i can't see it it's kind of weird. Where is it? I like him. I don't know. He's kind of like a pet. But I will um, get rid of him if he's not acting nice. What do you think? What do you think? Let me see. Where's the video here? We're running out of time. Hold on. I'm trying to find him. In the meantime, let me ask you guys, am I wrong here when I'm talking about the problem is the corporate media? I mean, ultimately, ultimate. Now, take away the, we know the other problems. The problem of not having universal health care, not having universal higher education, having, uh, you know, the GOP tax scam. The rich get richer, and everybody else gets, uh, what? We get another, we get <laughs> a, a side gig, uh, a side hustle. We get to run our door dashes. And so all of that, 
none of that would be possible without a corporate media, without a propagandized media. Am I wrong? Ultimately, this is why whenever a, you know, an autocrat, whenever there's a takeover of a perfectly decent democratic republic, what do they do? They take over the media. And we have, a, we effectively have a corporate coup in the media. They own the media. I mean, there's no getting around it. Corporations own the media. The rich own the media. So there's a reason when, when GE, I think GE used to own, it may not, it may have changed hands. GE used to own, of course, weapons manufacturing and CBS. So what do you think they would do when the next corporate war of aggression du jour comes along? Are they going to expose the hype or the lies that, that get people to, uh, to go to war? That drum up support for another corporate war of aggression du jour? Or do they, do they inform the people? Of what's at stake. I mean, this is what we're talking about. So the corporations that, and there's so much cross pollinization of the um, corporations that own all different. You know, they're not just. They don't just own one. The NBC. Uh, let's let's say they own other. You know, it's it's a giant octopus. And there's, there are also cross, what is it, um, what is that called? There was another, there was a website that had that, oh, it was called They Rule, and it was, uh, showed who was on the different boards of direction, directors, but it was all the same people on all these different boards of directors. Uh, so, on, on these, with these giant corporations, what does it mean? when you have this corporate takeover and then the corporations, the CEOs, they, they buy politicians, they send lobbyists to Washington and their media mouthpieces sell advertising on the so-called news networks that aren't, they're not giving us the news, they're giving us I don't know. Entertainment? It's not even, is it entertaining? It's definitely distracting. And it's not educating us at all. So I would like to really, I would like, I wish if I ever saw, sort of like Newton Huff, if I ever saw something that he said or wrote that was interesting or added to the conversation, I would really be surprised. And the same way, if I ever saw the corporate media educating those people, the viewers, in a sincere manner, or just educating them, take us around the world. There's a lot going on in the world. Educate the people. You're going to talk about socialism? What are you talking about? Don't just say socialism and, ex and assume that everybody fills in the blanks you see because they will they've been 
they don't want to seem stupid. That's what it is. Like the idiot who yelled uh, Joe Biden, Biden crime family. Uh, he wants the freedom for the world. That idiot. You think what you think uh, he knows what socialism is? You think he has a clue? I am sure that this guy, if we had five minutes with him, he'd embarrass himself. Let me show you some of the the Trump anzies now who are railing and crying about Twitler losing the election. Wow, where is it? Jesus matters. Like, okay, good, good. I'm glad. Jesus matters to you. Wonderful. But what does that have to do with our election? Another, another American confused about what it means, what, what, we're, what we're doing, why the founders rebelled. We'll play the rest of this video when we come back. So let's see. Here's a montage. Of course, he's wearing a tri-cornered hat. Yet, why? Why would somebody ask him, why, why are you wearing that tricorner hat, those, that, that colonial garb? What does that mean to you? Well, I'm a, I love America. I'm a freedom fighter. Well, do you know that the founders fought a revolution against an intergenerational monarchy and aristocracy that had ruled Western civilization for thousands of years? And... They fought a revolution based on the ideas of the liberal age of enlightenment where human beings dared to say, hey, we don't need a king in an aristocracy. And that during the, the revolution, that many, many Americans didn't go along with the revolution. They were loyalists. They were conservatives. So... What side do you think you'd be on if we were living in an intergenerational aristocracy and all of the sudden a bunch of upstarts, a, a bunch of progressives said, hey, let's move forward here. We need a different kind of government. We need a government of, by, and for the people, not the elite, not just the 1%. What side do you think you'd be on? with your tri-cornered hat. That's what's so irritating. There's nothing, there's nothing patriotic about these idiots. They don't even know their own history. Their history is, they're great. That's it. America's great. And, wh and what does America mean? Freedom. What does that mean? The freedom to go to a doctor when you're sick? The freedom to have an education. The freedom to earn a living wage. The freedom to earn a fair share 
of the profit that your labor makes possible, to have certain standards, an eight-hour workday, uh, vacation, and retire in security. Is that what it means? Because if that's what it means to you, you're on the wrong side of history there. You're on the wrong, you're in the wrong party. There's nothing the elites who have their corporate tentacles in our government, there's nothing they love more than a dupe. Like him wearing a tricorner. Nobody ever... They never seem to challenge these Trump anzies. Well, also th- that's by design. Of course it is. Nobody educates them. They learn their history through memes. I know this for a fact because I get their they tweet this shit at me. They tweet memes at me, and it takes me 2 seconds to l- look up a spurious quote they send. They don't even do their own fact-checking. Somebody sends them a meme that George Washington sent something that Jesus needs to be in government. I get, I get something. I, there was some meme I got sent with Washington talking about Jesus that he never said. But, you know, I get these things from the Trump Anzies, and that's what they pass around. Do you think their their media is telling them? Is educating them? No. Tri-cornered hats. That's it. That's their extent of knowledge. That the founders wore tri-cornered hats. And Jesus matters? They're really kind of deluded here. The founders... Put a separation between church and state because they fought a revolution against the monarchy and the the authority of the church that kept each other, that were intertwined and kept themselves in power and the people in their place. That's what the monarchy was without the church. That's why the founders said, no, uh, freedom of religion that there would be no religious test for public office. Because they didn't fight a revolution. I mean, these are people who were, uh, they understood history, not like the Trump Anzies. They understood that it, it's dangerous. You don't put, you don't, they wouldn't fight a revolution against an intergenerational monarchy propped up by a religious institution for thousands of years only to install one here. Not that they would know anything about this. Jesus matters. I'm glad Jesus matters. to. I'm glad something matters to them and you. Good. But that has nothing to do with our government, because there are a lot of different people here. We're a nation of immigrants, you know? Unless you're a Native American, your ancestors came from somewhere else. Freaks. God. So, it's you understand? Money and politics may be the root of all evil, yeah. And we need to heal this country, not, but not just by platitudes and tokens, 
But by putting e pluribus unum in action, leaving nobody behind, that's how we all come together as Americans. You don't have to feel it. You don't have to be like, um, I, uh, you know, you don't even have to care. You don't even have to. You could even be a racist. But e pluribus unum is an action. That's how we begin to heal and leave no one behind. Yes. But, you know, we have policies that leave no one behind. That's how it is. But we won't have those policies without owning the message. When we have a corporate media spewing out bullshit, they talk out of two sides of their mouths constantly. Today, not only were they saying, were um, Joe Scarborough and Mika and uh, Chuck Todd saying that Joe Biden can't do anything anything progressive because he doesn't have a mandate. This is the first time I hear about a mandate in four years. All of a sudden, he doesn't have a mandate. But Twitter didn't, didn't really didn't have a mandate. But he never heard about it because he was making the rich richer. But we've already heard how we can't do anything progressive. And... Um, what do you think is going to happen for the next four years? The corporate media, they're going to keep people stupid. Continue to keep themselves in power. You think they're going to talk about getting money out of politics? Leaving no one behind? They're going to talk about, like they did today, how we're such a divided country. This is the thing that was getting on my nerves today, too. We're so divided, but Joe Biden can heal us. Okay, these are the same people that were all about leaving millions behind without health care. So Joe Biden's going to heal us in a country where millions are left behind still. But he's, we're going to unify. We have to come together. Well, Joe Biden has a lot of empathy. He's got so much empathy for us, but we're still supposed to not give a shit that millions of Americans have no health care? It's, again, uh, two sides. They're talking out of two sides of their mouth. Either we're in this together or we, we got ours and sucks to be you. Oh, I'm sorry you don't have health care. I got mine. Good luck. Better luck next life. Maybe go fund me. Try go fund me. That's their message. We're we're not unified, but what? Joe Biden's supposed to unify us around the notion that it's okay to leave people behind? I guess he's going to make us feel better about leaving people behind. Is is that the message because there's going to be a female VP? Or uh, or what? We have to get our shit together, America, normal people, and understand what we're what what we're up against. We're up against the same big moneyed interests that have always threatened democracy. So, hey, our work has just begun. That's, this is the end of the Progressive Voices show, but we're still 
There's still more Tara Buster. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Send me, I don't know if you don't agree with me, send me an email, send me a tweet. I'd love to hear what you think. And remember, we're in this together. We stick together. We win. And we will win because we are on the right side of history. I messed it up again. Why can't I get that right? I got to do something about this. I was trying to make it like, you know, my name is Tara Devlin. And then yeah, I'll get better. Where is Ray? 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 Where is Ray? Where is the Ray? Where is the Ray? Wait, Nina Turner called it two dragons to slay. Oh, that's right. True, two dragons to slay. That is right. The dragon of neo-fascism and the dragon of neoliberalism. First, we we slay the dragon of neoliberalism. You're absolutely right. And thank goodness. Don't get me wrong. I am happy. We got rid of the con man. Well, he's not going easily. We know that. But, yes. I am uh, very happy that we we did that. that. That speaks volumes. It says something to the world that... Yeah, we're not when 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 we're not with this con man, this racist, this ugly, evil buffoon. That's what he is—an embarrassment, a stain. Even though a lot of us are with the stain, which is disturbing. But and the only reason—and this gets me back to the premise of the show, all the time and tonight especially—about the corporate media. They're only. They're activated through propaganda. Propaganda works. That idiot who was screaming behind um, that man at the press conference and all the other idiots screaming and yelling, thinking uh, about the Biden crime family. Where's Hunter? I mean, where are they getting this from? Where's Hunter? Where's Ivanka? Where's... Friggin', um, where is the blind trust? Where's the tax returns? You're right. Where, where? Where's all the, where's the transcript from the meeting with Putin? But we're, we're supposed to give a shit about where's Hunter? Where is this man who won't be in Joe Biden's cabinet, not like Ivanka? Where's Hunter? They're suddenly so concerned about corruption, about nepotism. Do they understand who the hell they voted for? They should be embarrassed. And honestly, what's, what's kind of fun to watch is them. Is them. <laughs> They're, they really are showing themselves as the idiots and... and Twitler is leaving, he will leave the office 
but he's leaving as ignobly as he entered it. With his, already tonight, what was he tweeting? I won this election, and by, by a lot. That's what he said. I won this election by a lot. Don't you understand that every time he opens his mouth, he seems more pathetic and stupid and sad? He's an idiot. But he still has enablers. Like tonight, what was, oh, Rudy Giuliani. Here we go. They're, they're claiming fraud. But it's you notice how it's always in um, cities with a lot of people with darker pigment? Oh, it's so much fraud. And here's the thing that the, the Republicans are doing, and they're pulling it off. They're making, okay, the, the Democratic Party used to be the party of the people. It used to be known as the party of the people. I remember when I first started voting. My father said this to me. The Republicans are for the rich, and the Democrats are for the working people, even though he was a Republican. And so that was the common knowledge. You had one party for the rich, and it's sort of like in England, too. You have the Tories, and you have the Labor Party. So the conservatives, and you have the liberals the party of the working class and the party of the of the rich of the of the elites and um somewhere along the line the cons and this is because of the democrats the democrats did this the clinton the clintonites did this by destroying their union the the base by hobbling the union base they they have redefined the Democratic Party, the cons have done this, with the help of their, their media mouthpieces and the propaganda channels, but also because the Democrats allowed it and gave them a lot of ammunition. But they redefined the party of the people as the party of black people and trans people and, you know, all of the others so that's what the Republicans, that's what they believe. The average Joe right-winger believes that the Democratic Party is not for the people, is not for white people, therefore black people and trans people going to the bathroom, but, uh, and the elites, the liberal elites, the limousine liberal, whatever this is the arugula-eating liberals who think they're better than you. Well, here's the trick, guys. Uh, first of all, I am better than you. All right, let's face it. You know it, but uh, the problem is that, yeah, the Democrats gave them that. They, gave, they conceded to the party of the people. When you have Hillary Clinton saying that she wants to be the party of everybody, you know, Wall Street and Main Street. And then you have Obama going on about how Wall Street and Main Street rise and fall. All, all the bullshit. Not putting on his comfortable shoes and joining the picket line. That's what they, they did that. They conceded defeat. They said, hey, I want to be the party of Wall Street too. 
So into the vacuum, of course the cons step in. We'll take them. We'll take these doltards. Oh, some who else? Everybody keeps writing me, telling me I'm saying that word wrong. I don't care. It's my own word. I made it. It's called dotard. I don't care if I'm saying it wrong, if I'm spelling it wrong. I, it's, it's the feeling. We got more things to worry about. I don't care. Yeah, it's true. Andrea on the chat conceded defeat and lined their pockets. Exactly. That's why we have, you know, Nancy F. and Pelosi. She should retire. She should have retired years ago. Enough, Nancy Pelosi. She's in the past. They, she's the Speaker of the House because she can, what is it? Um, she can, um, she's good at fundraising. So she's good at this thing that has corrupted and destroyed this country money and politics great oh yeah and diane feinstein get the f out lady oh my god diane feinstein especially and and nancy pelosi and chuck schumer another one losing seats how do you lose when people are like how do you uh lose to these freaks well we have a lot up against us as i'm saying i really believe that the primary problem is the uh is the propaganda in this country and that is exactly 100 percent why i mean twitler is a fascist we know that and exactly why he had to devalue truth so but he got here and exploited the brokenness and the fissures of disunity. It was set up for somebody to do that. He didn't separate the media. He didn't consolidate the media or deregulate the media. Well, first they deregulated, then it consolidated. He didn't do that. He just exploited it. Who, um, you have to kind of, um, uh, never imagine that somebody with fascist designs would ever t- try to take over the country, but it's ripe to do so because you have these silos of information. Of course, somebody with absolutely no scruples or morals or a greed-centered sociopath fa- who pines for uh, to be a dictator w- is going to step in and say, don't listen to that media. Listen to me. Listen to this media. That media is a lie. This is the truth. I will tell you what the truth is. Right? It was set up for that. But that, all, that came because of the Clintons. You, know, you can't keep kicking out um, the pillars of democracy for it to stand. And expect it to keep standing. And the problem with the corporate media is that they understand that there is a big problem in this country. That we are divided. That um, Americans are at each other's throats. But they don't diagnose 
they don't diagnose it properly. They recognize that there's a problem, but they don't say that, well, they, uh, they, did anybody hear them say how disgusting it was that when the American people missed two paychecks that they're on food lines? Or does anybody, they, they report this shit as if it's normal. They say things like, well, the Americans are living check to check. And okay, but why aren't you doing your part to educate the people? That's not, that you know, uh, the way it's supposed to be. That's not the American dream. That the American people, where we, we are to a point where the fascists have their, they have their convention, the RNC shit show, the Nuremberg rally at the White House, and they get up there boasting about how their mother worked three jobs. Isn't that great? No, it's not great. It's actually a sign of failure. The government has failed, the people. So you only get that shit because there's a corporate media running cover for the elites. So we can only go so far. You understand that we, they are already telling us to lower expectations. And the only thing you're going to get here from the Joe Biden administration, according to the corporate media, there will be no changes. There's only going to be a nicer person in the White House with empathy. There, there's not going to be any, uh, you know, big changes. J relax. It ain't happening because the people don't want... It's not a mandate. He doesn't have a mandate. Everyone, give me a break. There were things um, we, uh, we really have to do. And one of the things is educate the American people. So when, and, and if, if the elites, if there are progressive rich people like the Mercer family, like the Koch brothers or the Walton family who fund, they fund the right wingers. If there were rich liberals, rich liberals could do the same thing. They could fund the liberal media. So we get the word out when when uh, people like Newton Huff, well, maybe he's a lost cause, but, but a normal person comes on to the internet, they encounter this message, not the message of the corporate, you know, the corporate-owned mouthpieces that tell them that their problems are because of the BLM movement or whatever. Anything to keep the country divided. They keep the country at each other's throats because they don't want the, the dum-dums to turn their attention where it really belongs. It doesn't belong at each other. It belongs at the top. But then we could have some change. Getting money out of politics. That would be, what a relief. You talk about the relief that we feel now getting rid of the orange stain for the, I mean, getting him out of the White House at least. That's a relief. But what a relief it would be 
to get money out of politics in general without having to spend, I'm sure it would be a relief for the representatives. They could really represent their people instead of having to spend their day on the phone. And even, I'm sure the right-wingers could understand that. That's not the recipe for freedom. That's being in bondage to those who can pay you. So, of course, they can't they understand that, yeah, um, that's the reason that we, that's the reason we don't have nice things. It's also, it's, it's also the reason why we're so divided, partly, right? Where they have, they understand that there, there's problems. You can't deny that the country is in a, is a shit show, that we're divided, but they won't do, they, they won't not only diagnose it correctly, they're not going to remedy it correctly because they're benefiting. What's the remedy, Mika? Joe Biden's empathy? If he had empathy, okay, great. I'm I'm glad he feels he's not a con man. He's not a, well, maybe a con man to a degree, but not a, he's not a sociopath. I'm glad. But what is he? Is he cool with millions without health care? Come on. Does he understand that throwing platitudes, that's not policy, or tokens aren't policy, having a female VP isn't a policy, that, you know, it's also racist to not, here's what I think, this is what we have to push with these Democrats, these these corporate Dems. It is racist not to have, uh, not to fund our education system through the general fund. It's racist to have policies that leave people out. That's the only reason. They, we would already have universal health care and higher education if we didn't have, oh, if it wasn't for racism and money and politics. So, yes, one other thing I wanted to say, well, we'll get back to this. I'm looking at the time. We're definitely stopping at eight tonight because of Joe Biden's speech. But, <laughs> where is it? Oh, yeah, Matt Getz, Getz, Gates, whatever, Dotard, Matt Dotard. Isn't it fitting that he has the coronavirus? It's so, so, so perfect. Perfect timing. One of the, another Trump and Z, who, he, he is an embarrassment to humanity. He's an embarrassment to men and human DNA. Literally tweeted, you know, that he will never love another president again. Don't they have any dignity? Well, obviously not. A friend of mine actually texted me saying, oh, uh, don't worry. Republicans will make, well, they'll stand up and make Twitler, well, she didn't say Twitler, make Trump leave. Because he's not leaving the White House. Somebody even said there was a rumor that he's going to barricade himself in the White House. I hope he does. Wouldn't that be great? 
I, I would love that. Please do that. But what are you talking about? The Republicans will stand up and and finally tell him that he's lost to do the right thing? Are you kidding me? You, you understand when I was when I began the show talking about the built-in forgetter? Republicans are going to stand up and tell Trump to do the right thing. Really? Come on. That's what what is wrong with you? Haven't you seen have you been paying attention? They're going to stand up finally and tell him in the final act that he's lost the election and time to just do the right thing. <laughs> yep. Woo, that's loud. Sorry. Give me a break. And are, that's how delusional people are. You get it? We're dumb. We have these built-in forgetters. And all of a sudden, we're, we forget what we're dealing with? A con man. He's never been a decent man in his entire life. And the Republicans, if they were decent to begin with, we, they wouldn't have him as their leader. Look at this. This is the best video I ever saw in my life. I can't, I can't believe it. This is Paula White. You probably saw this already. Praying um, that Trump pulls a rabbit out of a hat. <laughs> and strike 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 until you have victory. For every enemy that is aligned against you, let there be that we would strike the ground, for you will give us victory, God. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. For I hear victory, 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 victory in the quarters of heaven. In the quarters of heaven. Victory, 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 victory. For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. Hamanda ata ata rata teda baka sanda ata ambo osa kata rite eke banda ata rike didi ashata. For angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here. They're coming here in the name of Jesus from South America. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here from Africa, from South America. Angelic forces, angelic reinforcement, angelic reinforcement, angelic reinforcement. Fika hata anda ata ora batarata anda eke eke mandarasata. For I hear the sound of victory. 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 Who the hell is that guy behind her? <laughs> Walking back and forth. <laughs> Who is that guy? You hear the sound of victory. Yeah, it's Joe Biden. She won. These people are unhinged. You get it? 
that's where you're going to find somebody that's going to tell him. That's his spiritual advisor. She's speaking in tongues. Yes. She's amazing. That, that person was in the White House, you understand, advising the so-called president of the United States, that unhinged freak who's praying, praying for victory uh, in front of the whole world. She doesn't have any, she's not embarrassed. Unreal. Where the hell is Newton Huff? I'm trying to find this. Victory, uh, uh, victory, victory, victory. It's amazing. Where is Newton? Hmm. How come I can't see him? What is going on? I hear the sound of victory. I hear. It's kind of weird. One, two, three. Oh, okay. I thought my I thought I lost my audio for a second. So those people, yeah, they're unhinged. They're gonna tell him to step up. But here's the thing: I wanted to. Where is it? I wanted to read. On the way out. Because we only have a few minutes left. From the New York Times, Anand Girahardes wrote, Biden can't be FDR, but he could still be LBJ. So I'm going to read the whole thing because it's long. It's uh, We'll run out of time. So let's never do that again. Soon the worst president in modern American history will resume private life. Everyone who favors the rule of law, decency, and truth is exalting, ex exhaling, excuse me, a long-deferred sigh of relief. Millions are upset the election was so close as it was. Still, however, narrowly, Americans have snatched our republic from the jaws of an encroaching autocracy. We deserve the catharsis, whether dancing in the streets or jo joy-scrolling in quarantine. Gone from the White House will be an administration whose gaslighting operation was matched only by its hostility and deadly incompetence. Now that's a sentence you don't want to hear describing the White House. Gone will be the necessity for and our stupid hope in saviors like Robert Mueller, state attorneys generals, anonymous, concerned Senator Susan Collins and Mitt Romney. Gone will be the Muslim ban, the human rights violations, and the southern border. The photo op Bible shaken, like a martini after a federal, after federal police gassed nonviolent protesters. The parade of disheveled presidential associates under indictment. The Jared and Ivanka leaks. MSNBC's nightly seminars on Russian oligarchs. The presidential retweets of literal white supremacists is gone. Given the collective frenzy of these years, President-elect Joe Biden, oh my God, say that again, President-elect Joe Biden, uh, intuited that legions of Americans wanted to return to normal, a restoration, a reverse, reversation, reversion, excuse me, 
What's wrong with my eyes tonight? The earnest hope in its promise to restore the soul of America was that the same country that uplifted Donald Trump and let itself be consumed by the internet-fueled culture wars could heed its better angels again. And that's a statement I don't want to hear again in my lifetime. I keep hearing about better angels. Shut up. We don't have better angels in this country. We will have better angels when we have a media that actually works to educate the American people on how you have a functioning democracy that works for all. Okay? That's it in a nutshell. As it did when the when it um, elected the first black president on a hope and change mandate not so long ago. But if this election is to have lasting meaning, we can't see a Biden campaign victory as a license to cast away politics as a presence in our daily lives. We can't succumb to the liberal temptation parodied by comedian Kylie Brakeman to vote for Biden so we can all get back to brunch. However effective it might have been at the closing of this race, this restorationist fantasy would be terrible, a terrible governing philosophy, because the pre-Trump world in which voting rights were being gutted and 40% of Americans couldn't afford a $400 emergency bill is no kind of place to go back to. Mr. Biden seemed to concede this point by tempering his restoration message with the slogan, Build Back Better. On Election Day Eve, I spoke with Senator Chuck Schumer of New York, the minority minority leader who could, by a razor's edge, become the majority leader in 2021 if the results of two presumptive runoffs for the Senate seats in Georgia go the Democrats' way. Because like Mr. Biden, Mr. Schumer is an institutionalist and a moderate. I asked him about this idea of restoration versus transformation. Almost as soon as he heard me say the word normalcy, he began, for lack of a better term, to filibuster. No, 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 I don't buy that. My view, he told me, is if we don't do bold change, we could end up with someone worse than Trump in four years. That's good. I mean, a good uh, thing for him to say. What passed for change in the past two decades, including during the Obama years, had not, he acknowledged, been big enough or bold enough? When I asked if Democrats bore some responsibility for that, he deflected. There's plenty of blame to go around. Even if improbably the Senate is on Mr. Biden's side in 2021, he and his advisors would have to pull off a grueling balancing act, pushing federal policy to f- reflect popular will so that the people's lives can measurably improve, while making fundamental changes to the workings of American democracy and managing to heal rather than to inflame the cultural resentments, racial hatred, and party polarization that still imperil the republic and that the Republican Party thrives on. So, okay, we're getting to the end. I mean, we only have three minutes. Mr. Biden may take the oath of office facing a lattice of crises that make some other tough times inaugurations look enviable. A health crisis, an economic crisis, a racial justice crisis, a climate crisis, and a crisis of representative democracy. Okay, 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 exacerbated by his predecessor. Let's get to the bottom There are some reasons to hope 
that he could be a bolder president than anticipated. He is that rare candidate who tackled, who tacked toward the party base rather than the center in the general election. In certain areas, such as climate change and student debt, he has shown a willingness to have, an, have his initial policy views revised by others. He is less motivated by ideology than by the path of least resistance, which is true. Whether that path aligns with donors, the Beltway consensus, or organized populist movements, he takes it. The example of Lyndon Johnson, a longtime senator and vice president less charismatic than the president he served and succeeded, who nevertheless became more consequential, provides a possible historical analog. Okay, sorry. Mr. Biden could turn out to be an improbably deft salesman for progressive priorities using his disarming, folksy, median voter-friendly pathos. I can't talk tonight. That, come on, man, Americana vibe to make major changes seem like common sense. Joe Biden's magic is that everything he does becomes the new reasonable Andrew Yang, once Mr. Biden's rival for the Democratic nomination, told me he has shown the ability to move the mainstream of the Democratic Party on issues before. As president, whatever he does, he will bring the whole center with him. So, there you go. There is reason to hope, but it's only there. We only have that hope because... um, he is malleable. He will change. It's when when Anand Girahadis wrote that. It's true. We played the videos of him back when he got in the. Uh, he c- conspired with Bob Dole to touch that third wa- rail of uh, freezing Social Security and Medicare. And, but that was then. And this is now. And that was a different time. And I do believe at that time, the Democratic Party was running to look like Republican light. That time has passed. And it also, that's the time that got us to this point that made Twitler possible. So, my friends, I only have two minutes. And I want to say thank you all. I hope the show was good tonight. It's been a few days since we've met and I did miss you. And I hope everybody's okay. What's up, Patricia? I hope you're okay. And I want to thank everyone um, for all your support and thank you all for your super chats and your patronage at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I'm telling you guys, um, the media is going to make all the difference. We will get this country back. We will have a country that works for all only when we have, when we own the message. When the American people aren't lulled or they're not, they're not watching Fox News. They're listening to the, to this, to Tarabuster and the liberal media. That's right. Slow Tree, thank you for your super chat. The fight for democracy is not over yet. 
Thank you all for all your support. I hope to have a show. I don't know when. Hopefully soon. Remember what I always say. It is true. We stick together. We win. And we will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We don't leave anybody behind. We know what's going to fix this country. We know what will win and unify this country. We don't leave anybody behind. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. And I will see you very soon. All right, guys, thank you. And thank you, Shannon, for your super chat under the wire. We're going to go now and watch Joe Biden's speech. I hope the show was okay tonight. I felt a little scattered. It's probably because of everything that's going on and the fact that I hadn't slept all week. And we haven't done a show in, well, since Monday. I'm used to doing more shows than that. Please become a patron, and we will have a daily show at a set time. Other than that, thank you. It's good. Let's go watch Joe Biden's speech and Kamala Harris's speech. And join us on Discord if you want to continue the conversation together or send me a message. The link is in the chat, and I think it's also in the description of the show. And yeah. Thank you, Haiku, for being a moderator and everybody else. Oh, my goodness. We're getting all these super chats. Did I just get another? Oh, no, no. Oh, Shannon, that's right. It popped up. Thank you all. Yeah, we've done a lot. We deserve to at least relax for a day or two. But it uh, reminds me of what happened after Obama. I was so happy and relieved. Hopefully it'll be a different time, but Obama proved himself to be a real Republican pretty quickly. So my bubble was burst pretty quickly. And I don't think Joe Biden will be that way. I really don't. I think he wants to be a more consequential president, given the fact he's been running for president so long. And I don't think... Uh, and it's like Anand Gerhardi says, he he can be changed. So that's good. All right, my friends, remember, we will win. And we, we won. We won tonight. That's great. But let's keep it going. Support the liberal media. Thank you very much. And I will see you very soon.